All right, uh, so Stu, just reading through the New York Times, I don't see what your problem is. You don't really. You don't get it? I don't. I it's don't get one. it. They're coming out and they're saying there is no evidence, none whatsoever, no evidence of anything that the president says being true. And the only reason he didn't care about corruption. Well, read this paragraph. Will you, Stu? Can this you? one is fascinating to me, yeah. and I don't know if you'll notice. It's subtle. Okay, it's here, subtle. So you guys really got to listen. This okay, is so this tough. is not the New York Times following the Biden memo that went to the press two days ago that said, fall in line, no, soldiers. not at all. Okay. Mr. Schiff brought Mr. Trump into the chamber, at least on video, mm-hmm. to use the president's own words against him. So you can see they're going to get him. Here. They're going to get him. They got him. his own they words. Yeah, they got him. With a clip in which the president called the both Bidens corrupt, corrupt, and called for Ukraine to ha- start a major investigation into them. Right. Remember the word corrupt, corrupt for Got just it. a moment. Yeah, yeah. Here is the next sentence. The president has confirmed what he wanted in his own words. Mr. Schiff said he has made it clear he doesn't care about corruption. Right. What? So let me give you the, the two next to each other. All right. The clip that proves this is where the president calls the Bidens corrupt. But that makes it clear he didn't care about corruption. Exactly right. What what is your problem? Look up the word look up the word corrupt. Um okay, uh, look up the word okay. Look up the word corrupt. Um, he, the, the New I York will... Times here is I mean man, I thought you had something really you were going to pull out. Well, look, I look up the word this is, corrupt. This is Go not on. even the thing that's that driving me nuts. Look up the word corrupt. Corrupt. Uh yes, okay. Popping up now having or showing a willingness to act dishonestly. Dishonestly in return for money or personal gain. Money or personal gain. Great. Okay, so now look up the word corruption. Well, it's the root. Corrupt look is the root up word. Look the word corruption. See if they're the same. They're not the same, Stu. Dishonest or fraudulent conduct by those in power typically involving bribery. Right. So what he was saying was Joe Biden and his son are corrupt. They're willing to be dishonest. They're willing to take money for their own personal gain. But he doesn't care about corruption because... Do they have to be in power? No, he just says they're corrupt. That doesn't mean corruption. <laughs> this is about this is better than their argument. <laughs> I can okay. guarantee you that is more well thought out than their argument. I mean, it, legitimately two paragraphs right next to each other, one of which says he calls the per- his complaint is that the man is corrupt. And the next paragraph is that says that that proves Trump doesn't care about corruption. <laughs> that is legitimately what happened in a news article right. in the New York Times. And? And that's not even the thing that's frustrating me right, right okay. now. Okay. All right. This one is particularly about the timeline. The timeline. The timeline. The timeline. A big part of the impeachment case yesterday mm-hmm. was that Trump only started caring about Ukraine mm-hmm. when he saw Biden leading him in Fox News polls in 2019. Okay. okay. This now, was parroted- I'm guessing that they were not using... My timeline. No, no, no. no. This no, is this is their no. timeline. Because so, my timeline is based all on fact yes. and the Gregorian calendar. That's true. You did. Yes. You did hit okay. that. All right. Go and ahead. the Kelvin scale when you reference temperature. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this was parroted without critique by media sources everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Summary of it basically is that Trump and Giuliani didn't uh-huh. care about any of the corruption in uh-huh. Ukraine uh-huh. until uh-huh. Biden started uh-huh. running. Uh-huh. And then Trump realized he was in trouble in the polls. So he got desperate, started reaching, started calling foreign leaders and investigate, investigate. This is uh, this is the uh, hmm. Sylvia. What was that? 
Sylvia Garcia. Oh, I could I listen to her all day. She's Sylvia so Garcia. Soothing voice. She's one of the house managers. Uh huh. And this is her laying this case out explicitly yesterday. Okay, okay listen. listen. But let's look at one more important reason why it's clear that President Trump simply wanted a political benefit from Ukraine's announcement of this investigation and didn't care this makes about it clear. the underlying conduct. The allegations against Vice President Biden were based on events that occurred in late 2015 mm-hmm. and early 2016. Let's listen to her. This is important. They were all well-publicized at the time. Were they well-publicized? But as soon as President Trump took office, he increased military support to Ukraine in 2017. Mm-hmm. Military support, yeah. And the next year, 2018. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until 2019, over three years after Vice President Biden hmm. called for Shokin's removal, three years after that President Trump started pushing Ukraine to investigate hmm. that conduct. Uh-oh. This so what it. changed? Uh, I can answer what that. changed? It, I can answer that. Why did President Trump not care at all about Biden's Request on the uh, removal of Shokane the year after it happened who? in 2017. Uh, Shokane. Or the next year in 2018. Hmm. Shokane. Senators, Shokane. We call him Shokin. You know yeah. what changed. He calls him Shokin. In 2019. Mm-hmm. We know what changed. When President Trump suddenly cared. Suddenly. It's that Biden got in the race. Mm-hmm. Ah. On April 25, Vice President Biden announced he would oh, run. Oh, my gosh. For president in 2020. And a huge surprise. Huge surprise to everybody. Yeah. Nobody knew that Joe Biden was going to run. No one. Obviously, there was some thought about that. But, I mean, it also goes into the polls as well about mm. how, you know, he saw these polls on Fox News. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm losing. I need to make these calls. Mm. That's one of their. Now, of course, obviously, Fox News and every pollster have been pulling a Biden-Trump race on and off for multiple years. It was, you know, obviously possible. Right. Everyone knew it was possible he was going to run. So. Think about this, though, for a moment, because this opens up their entire case to some real problems, because if Trump did care about Ukraine before 2019, before Biden announced, it would disprove this entire narrative. Right. Right. Yeah. If he did care, if there was any evidence right. that he did care about this before right. 2019 Good in thing April, there's no evidence. <laughs> well, one little problem. There is some evidence. For example, Giuliani... 18 days before Biden announced, said, I want the Ukraine investigated. We'll find a lot of answers for how the Steele dossier was put together and how the Manafort case was revived. Wait, now that was Steele dossier? Yeah, that is... Huh. An, I'm glad you uh, pointed that out, Glenn, because, yes, it was only a couple weeks before uh, mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. announcement. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting part, what he identifies as important. The Steele dossier. The Steele dossier and how the Manafort case was revived. Because there was a case against Manafort a long time ago, and then this Black Ledger came out and uh, and made news and brought the case back to public, and then Manafort went to prison. So let's move on, though. That's only 18 days before. Uh, maybe he, it was it was imminent. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Now you, you can't fault him on that. Sure, sure. What about six months before? No, oh, he... six months before Joe Biden announced. No, that's when he ca- didn't care. Hmm. Right. That's what their case is. Yeah, he Rudy didn't Giuliani was in Ukraine. In Ukraine, mm-hmm. meeting with Shokin, mm-hmm. or Shokin as everyone else mm-hmm. calls him, mm-hmm. and Lushenko. These yeah. are the two prosecutors central to the yeah. corruption allegations. And by the way, if you may have noticed, 
the specific person Democrats said Trump didn't care about in their argument. So Giuliani is meeting with Chocaine, the exact person that we're talking about here, six months before the investigation. Now, of course, you don't just meet him. and They didn't bump into each other into an airport. There was a long uh, courtship process before this meeting, which you've talked with Giuliani about. How about uh, the reported investigation again, including Rudy Giuliani, between roughly May and August of 2018? That is 11 months, 11 months before Biden announced. Yeah, but he was talking about Biden every time he would go there. He would be (laughs) Rudy Giuliani Hmm. was letting the State Department know, letting the um, uh, Justice Department and the FBI know that he was finding all kinds of dirt about Joe Biden to... Right? Mm, Wasn't no, that? not exactly. Because uh, we're told, again, that Trump doesn't care about corruption in Ukraine. He only cares about it because of the Biden and the Fox News poll in, in April of 2019. But what about when Trump declared that he wanted Ambassador Yovanovitch fired, the ambassador to Ukraine? Why did he do that? This was April 30th, 2018, 360 days before Joe Biden announced uh, and apparently, but he didn't care. Trump didn't care. Seems like he did care if he wanted the ambassador of Ukraine fired. And again, you can complain about that, which the Democrats have done, which is so interesting here, because the Yovanovitch firing has the interesting distinction of being both a point about how Trump didn't care about Ukraine and a point about Trump's obsession with Ukraine. <laughs> You know, I have to tell you, Stu, this, if I were in a jury box, this would be laughable. Yeah. I could, laughable. I literally could go and, and give a winning defense in front. If the death penalty was on the line, I would feel comfortable looking at that person going, you're not going anywhere. Don't yeah, worry, don't about, worry it. about it. I will provide the closing <laughs> arguments here. It's that week. It's of that the case. Week. It's that week. It's, it's laughable when, when the other side is presented, it should be so easy. You just take this thing. You go through the timeline that you were just laying out. And then you say, what else happened? What else happened? What could else have happened? Besides this Fox news poll, what else could have happened? I don't know. An election in Ukraine. How about that one? Mm. How about a guy who said he's going to clean up all of the corruption? And then we have the transcripts of the meetings where he said, I don't want anything to do with Ukraine. They're all corrupt. And they're like, no, no, you should talk to this guy. He may not be corrupt. And then you listen to the phone call where he's like, look, I don't know. I think you need to look into these things because we want to stop all this. And but we think that you're still surrounded by some of the corrupt people. All of that makes absolute sense. And by the way, why would he give the stuff, you know, why would he give the stuff to Ukraine? Maybe because he's not the Russian asset that you say he is. Mm. Why would the president Mm. arm Ukraine, Russia's enemy? Why would he uh, approve all of those things, even with a corrupt administration? Because he knew defense, not money, defense was important. So he sends that there because all they had gotten from the United States of America in a hot war under Obama were a bunch of blankets. That's what we sent them, blankets, and then money to launder. He actually sent them missile systems. So he sends them missile systems, but how could he do that if he was a Russian agent? Wow, that doesn't make sense. That even doesn't fit your narrative. He's arming the Russians' enemies. Right. And then what changed? 
He's got a new president who says he wants to be clean and wants to clean up the corruption. And the president is talked into going in and making a phone call and saying, are you going to really clean up the corruption? I want to see some evidence and we'll be We want to help you. This is exactly what happened. And it is exactly the right thing for the president to do more in just a second. So we're working through this point, a very important point. It was emphasized all over the media yesterday that Donald Trump didn't care about Ukrainian corruption until Joe Biden announced and he realized he was behind in the polls in a Fox News poll. That is such a good case. Such a good case. (laughs) And again, no critique of it anywhere. No one's saying, well, actually, there's lots of evidence that he did care about Ukraine before this. It's like uh, this defense or this uh, this uh, these accusations were made by third graders. Yeah. They're that weak. I'm going to tweet all of this out at Stu Does America because you need to have it all and share it all with your friends. Um, all of these meetings that prove he did actually care and all these comments. Let's keep going, though. Trump tweeted that Ukraine was quietly working to boost Clinton. We know Trump was very concerned about, as, you, as we mentioned in the Giuliani clip, uh, both the Steele dossier and uh, the Manafort investigation, how that was brought back to the forefront. He tweeted that on July 25th, 2017, 639 days before Biden announced. 639 days. Or how about when Rudy Giuliani was in Ukraine lecturing about democracy and the rule of law, which you might notice is the opposite of corruption, right? Mm -hmm. The rule of law specifically lecturing on that topic on June 8th, 2017, 656 days before Biden announced. We could go on and on and on and on with stuff that you guys talked about in in your interviews, um, as well as what's on your chalkboard. But the bottom line here is that you can argue that Trump was only uh, concerned with Ukrainian corruption over the other dozens and dozens of other countries that are corrupt because that corruption was affecting him quite regularly. And you could say that that was the reason why it was on the front of his mind. You can, you can make the case that he, was, he cared about corruption really because it just affected him. Uh, much more, a, a much more solid case— um, and leave Joe Biden completely out of it. Mm-hmm. You can say he was driven, driven by Ukraine and what was going on because he knew it was the source. That's where this whole Ukrainian uh, steel dossier thing was hatched. That was the germ that led into his, you know, he's a Russian asset. The Russians are are trying to throw the election for him, and he's part of it, and he knew, and all that. That all came from Ukraine. So you can make the case that he was so driven blind by, I'm a Russian agent, and I'm an illegitimate president, and they threw the election. You have evidence to show that he was obsessed with that, when he first got but in. But their argument is the opposite, there, that he didn't yes. care about it at all. He didn't care about that at all. Which is so completely ridiculous. Yes. And you know, so you third can ar- grader. You can argue that he was, it was on the top of his priority list because the corruption he perceived affecting him. You can make that argument. 
However, you can't also argue that he magically started caring about Ukrainian corruption after Biden announced and Trump was behind in the polls. It's blatantly untrue, and it's so obviously untrue. You have to wonder that the fact that the the Democrats included it in their case at all is either an embarrassing level of incompetence or desperation. It's one of those. I think it is. It's one of those two. I think let me add a third. Okay. They have such a low opinion of the American people Mm. that they actually believe that they could say anything and they're not going to check it out. They're not going to care. And you know what? They're right with a lot of people. But boy, do I want to vote for people who have that low of opinion of me? Mm. This is why progressives look at the country as sheep and they are the ranchers. And they'll have the dogs run around and bark to keep you in line. That's the progressive movement. They look at people as idiots. Where we might lose, but I'm going to go down swinging saying they're not idiots. They just have to be shown why they should care about this corruption. Stu, um, are there any movies that are opening up this weekend? Anything good happening on in the movie theater? My wife and I haven't. You know, we go to a movie every week. You every really do, we yeah. Movie. Well, I, I love movies. Love movies. I do, too. I don't get to. I, I have about 10 that I've wanted to see for since before the new year. Last one I like, saw was uh, Jude, Jude Jumanji 2. Oh. Did you see it? No. It was good. Not. Of course I didn't see it. Did you see Star? You saw Star Wars. I saw Star Wars. It's, yeah. the only, it's the only one I think I got to see. No, I got to see um the I went to the Fox News one too. Bombshell. How was that? Uh, you know, it's obviously very anti Roger Ailes movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Megyn Kelly comes off very well in it, so that's kind of the the uh, you know the kind of approach of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't obviously I don't know all the details behind the story and how much how much license they took. I think I think Megyn did some interviews of the actual people in the movie afterwards for her I think her YouTube channel. Um, and it was pretty interesting. They they did point out that there were some factual errors, you know, some license. some license, yeah, some dramatic license taken in some scenes. Uh, but um, I bet to make Roger Ailes look better. Uh, n- no, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Right, uh, and that's just one of the interesting parts about that because there is some sort you get it occasionally from a lot of the people, even the people who accused Ailes of these things, where there's there's some level of uh admiration of him in a way like where they they recognize he really was a genius in television and they recognize too that he was oddly loyal to them and at some and would like go to bat for them over and over and over again even after these things took place it's a very strange dynamic um and he is the guy he is one of the my favorite people i ever met if i had to say who did who is one of the most intriguing people I ever met mm-hmm. in a good way? It would be Roger Ailes. I think he would be number one. I think he would be number one. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. if, I, if I also had to say who was uh, a guy who could wear a mask and you would have no idea, it would be Roger Ailes. Yeah. And that's kind of, I guess, what... In the movie itself, I think, had some issues. I will say, uh, Charlize Theron as mm-hmm. Megyn Kelly, like, 
I couldn't, I, I found myself in the middle of a movie not even knowing it wasn't Megan Kelly. Like, I just thought it was her. She has the voice thing down. She has the look down. Like, it's incredible. I, I actually lost myself that it was even I, a movie. At I've times. just seen the trailers and I'm, and I'm looking at them like that. That's them. It, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, that is out. There is a movie called The Gentleman out this weekend. Yeah. This thing, is it getting good reviews? It looks good, but. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Gentleman has got. Uh, do we I have, have no a... idea what that movie's about. <laughs> I, 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 I go back and forth bego- between it's somebody working on a story and saying, okay, this is going to be the story. Somebody like writing something or. And it's just kind of all played out in their heads, or it's Guy Ritchie, so you probably aren't going to understand it. Um, but uh, it follows uh, an American expat who built a highly profitable marijuana empire okay, so in it's London. Real. Okay. Uh, when word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business, it triggers plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him. Is oh, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, seventy-one um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, the other one, things. So you have nineteen seventeen, which you raved about. Uh, I will tell you, I was afraid to say that it was as good as Private Ryan. I remember writing that line and going, oh, "I'm going to get killed on this because I could just hear Stu." So yeah, it's Private Ryan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I like how you think about me. Oh, in your I head. do. Mm-hmm. You're you're in my head all the time, and I wrote it anyway. And I'm like, I'm. I think it is. I am talking to people. All anybody who has seen this movie, so many people are coming up and going, "It's Saving Private Ryan. It's better than Saving Private Ryan." Really? Yeah, it is so good, Stu. You've got to. See, have you seen it yet? No, I want to go see it. You have that's, to see it, and you what? have to see it in a movie theater. I want to go to the IMAX one. Is Ooh, I think what I want to do. When are you gonna go? That the time you want to go, I'm busy. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in Orlando meeting with Bill O'Reilly. Really? Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. Wow, that's unfortunate. Because I've only seen it, I, you know, I, I got a screener for it so uh, because it was during the holidays and I just couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't go to a theater in Los Angeles to see it. Uh, so they sent me a, a, a DVD of it. And so I've only seen it on the small screen and I want to see it on IMAX because it's yeah. got to be unbelievable on IMAX. Somehow Bad Boys for Life has a 77% on Rotten Boy, Tomatoes. Boy, that does not look good. Does not do little. Also, does not look good. Oof. That's seventeen percent. You saw Jumanji: The Next Level. You liked it. I liked it. Seventy-one uh, percent. Yeah, not as good as the first one, but I liked it. But I also want to see. Um, I, I wanted to see Richard Jewell, which I never got to see. Never got to see. That looked really good. I, <laughs> I heard the review that really intrigued me on that was if you want to understand impeachment and what's really going on in Washington right now, see Richard Jewell. Oh yeah. That was Clint Eastwood uh, directed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie that's like dark and... Got, yeah, looks... I don't have any interest in seeing that, but I hear he is so good in it. Yeah. Which is just... It's not a comedy. It's like a... Right. It's a dark drama about a gambling addiction and jewel, guy in the jewelry business. But it looks really good. You saw Ford versus Ferrari, right? I loved it. That's have you another seen one that? I wanted to see? No. I oh, you got to that. go see that. I didn't get to see the Mr. Rogers movie, Beautiful Day. I didn't Neighbor. see that either. That one looks really good. Is that still out? Uh, I think it is still out. Is Ford versus Ferrari still out? Yeah, I think that's still in theaters as yeah. well. If you haven't seen this, that, that 1917 and Ford versus Ferrari, if, you've, if you haven't seen those two, both must-sees. And, and really in a theater. I mean, there's nothing like the, the roar of that race car in a theater. I, I want to see all. I mean, there's so many, and I didn't. I didn't get to like any of them. I, I, I saw Star Wars, which I didn't really like. Bombshell was okay, but I mean, it, I just went to see. It was the only one out of that entire list I just gave you. I could convince my wife to go to. 
All the other ones, she's like, nah, what, a war movie? What, a movie about some guy who was accused of terrorism in Atlanta? Wait, wait. Yeah. You know, it's hard. These, you these know, this not is easy a, it's cells. really hard because it's like, I, there are so many movies that I want to see. Mm. Like there's, there's uh, what is it, Just Mercy? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. It looks really good, and I really want to see it. And then I'm like, I don't. I don't want to go to a movie and think. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. You just want to go and just have fun. That's that's why movies, so many movies during World War II were just frivolous. Mm-hmm. Because people you wanted were, to escape. You wanted to escape. It's interesting. I was talking to uh, Sonny Bunch, who's a movie reviewer. He just started the website The Rebeller, mm-hmm. uh, which is like kind of like a I don't know, kind of a conservative take on on like a movie site all these sites are all they're all left you know all the mm-hmm. all, all entertainment sites mm-hmm. and they kind of taken a different tact on that and i was talking to him about it so wait what is he what is his tact he's like a kind of a conservative libertarian sort of spin on like an entertainment site so like you know it it, it doesn't say it doesn't focus on you know woke culture that how diverse is the cast of okay, this movie yeah. like it just talks about like is the movie freaking good yeah you know like what are the parts you like about it, it it's like a it's the way we actually want to watch movies, not the way you're supposed okay. to. Because I was going to say, I don't want to see somebody who is like, no. you know, what's good about this is it it relates to the tax uh, uh, decrease no. of the Reagan years. <laughs> you're like, oh, good no. God. No, I think what I, what, I, what I kind of take it as more of is like, you know, you get that sense when you when you watch movie reviews. Well, they they will like talk about the movie in a way of like, well, you know, this was a brave choice to put all women in Ghostbusters, right? Oh, shut and up. And it's like, well, let's be honest about movie? it. That sucks. It's a terrible idea, maybe. Eh. Uh, you liked it, actually. I, I liked think. it. I mean, but it I mean, was I, like, great, but it was I'm fun. Not, I don't even know what the review is of that movie, but yeah. you get the general sense here. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. we don't have to fold. And every time someone has an opinion or like a, a thing that's out of step with woke culture, mm-hmm. we don't ask for them to get canceled, mm-hmm. is, the, I think, right. kind of the, the idea. But I was talking to him about it, and he asked me what my favorite genre of movie was mm. and i really had no answer to that i it took me a minute and I, so i had to craft one and i look this is what i came up with and it relates to richard jewell which is recreation of a relatively recent historical event i think is my favorite genre of movie like richard explaining to me something that happened at, no. at, at, from world the beginning of world war ii to today okay mm-hmm. that's my that's my window yeah beginning of world war ii to today mm-hmm. true event dramatized to make it interesting and this would include everything from you know sully to yeah, yeah. uh captain what was the other one he was in uh the the one who was the pirate thing he was in a couple captain different captain movies captain phillips yeah, yeah, yeah uh you know to richard jewell to right, right. to uh lone survivor uh, to, like that sort of stuff that i know is real or at least close to real and they're telling me something that i can kind of learn about but also learn it in an entertaining way I think that is my, if I pick a genre, that would be my favorite. You disagree? Mm. It's a solid genre. Yeah, for me, I don't think it's yeah, actually I mean, it's a, 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 a Well, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it's, it's true to life stories. Um, uh, my favorite, I'm going to go way out and probably nobody's going to agree with me, but the one oh, don't that. Don't say musical. No, the don't one that, the, the genre that I keep coming to, it's very, very narrow. <laughs> Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. <laughs> it's really? very narrow. James uh, James Bond is I could watch Casino yeah. Royale and Skyfall a hundred times and in a row and just not be sick of it. I, gotta, I just I, I got to rewatch Skyfall. Everyone loves that one. I liked Casino Royale. A Casino lot. Royale was fantastic. I watched that probably three like, times a year. 
As a family, we'll get together. What do you want to watch? Casino Royale. Casino Royale. There is that like thing, and I, you know, you get in these moments where like you're surrounded by election impeachment, right. uh, viruses breaking out right. everywhere. You want to have the escape yeah. to between uh, between Mission Impossible and James Bond, Daniel Craig. I could live happily forever just watching those. I mean, you have to keep making new ones, but I could just watch that mm. genre, those two storylines forever. Uh, and and I'm going to go out on another limb. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, but Sean Connery isn't even close to Daniel Craig. Sean Connery used to be the obvious one, but that's all because they used to have like, hey, I'm Gomer Pyle, and uh, how about we uh, take a look at them hooters? Boop, boop. You know, I mean, that's what he was in competition. Uh, if you're not and- a Blaze TV subscriber, you missed Glenn uh, <laughs> acting out that sound effect you just heard, and that was the best part of the show today. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's just nobody. I mean, Daniel. Somebody make a gif of that. Somebody's got to make a <laughs> gif right, of that. All right, all right. What a fun week it has been. Really. Mm. Seriously, it's been uh, been great. We have one piece of audio we want to get to before we uh, take the break for the weekend. Elizabeth Warren, who I guess you say was probably running third right now mm-hmm. in the race. Yeah. She was uh, got confronted by a, a father <laughs> uh-huh. who's had some questions about student loans. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard to hear, but listen closely. Mm-hmm. Hello, here. Uh, I just want to ask one question. I want to ask my one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Yeah. Am I going to get my money back? So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not even like that. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter worked. She was 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. Absolutely right. Did you get absolutely right? You know what this is? Joe the plumber. Yeah, exactly. So if you couldn't, it's a little hard to hear. And I know coming through the radio, it might be a a bit tough to pick up because there's a lot of room noise. But basically he says, you know, I, I did the right thing. I saved my money. My buddy went on vacations and bought boats and cars and he still has lots of student debt, and you're going to wipe all that out when I saved my money and paid all of it off, and she just laughs at him. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, you're laughing. He said, my daughter's worked since she was 10 yeah. to earn money to go to college, and we've saved and saved and saved and didn't do anything. And he's really pissed. This was not a political yeah, this exchange. Is not, yeah, because when you kind of see the headlines, it seems like maybe it was one of these things that was a plant. No. You know, he's, he's legitimately annoyed no. about this. And you feel for him. I mean, he's worked his I'd ass off to and done all to the right things. Guy. Yeah, let's see if we can get him on. Yeah. Uh, because, and she, you know, I think she, there might be part of her that's sensing it is some sort of setup or something, and she kind of tries to just brush him off and smile. And, you know, she knows there's cameras around, uh, so she, she, wants, she doesn't want to be seen to be having some uh, fight. But he gets, it pisses him off even more. You know, she's just laughing at him, and he says, you're laughing. She's like, I'm not laughing. She says, you are laughing. And then she's like, well, I appreciate your time. He just walks away, doesn't shake her hand or anything. I mean, he's pissed off. He's a dad that's worked his ass off to do things the right way. And this is the same thing we hear from legal immigrants in this country all the time. I went through this terrible system. I sat in line for 10 years. I worked my ass off to get here. I've done everything right. And now you're just going to let these people who broke the law come in at the same status as me? Like, that's, that's completely unfair. 
No, it's social justice. It's social justice. It's social justice. Mm-hmm. And because of social justice, people will become less and less responsible. They will not hold themselves accountable, be responsible for things because they know they'll be bailed out or they'll be given this or that. And you will need a ruler over you to control people's lives because no one will be responsible for anything. Welcome to the progressive dream come true.